I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it was a disaster. That's the only way you can put it. The jobs report was a disaster and it needs to be covered by the media and they're not doing their job. Shocker. Joe Biden misses his goal of two million jobs created in his first hundred days. Remember, that was part of the big plan to save America from the disaster that was left by Donald Trump. That's how the media also reported it. The White House prepared to celebrate a job gained milestone of two million on Friday under Joe Biden during his first hundred days. But those plans were shattered by what? Those in the business called a devastating jobs report for April. It was so bad that when the job report numbers came out, CNBC actually paused on live TV to double check the numbers because they couldn't believe they were that bad. Now, this all came out and the White House staffers, This is coming from Punchbowl News, reported that the senior White House staffers were watching the jobs estimates of uh, creating 700,000 jobs, eager to promote the record number of jobs created during Biden's first 100 days. They were ready to go. This was part of the, you know, propaganda of this White House. Look how great we are. Look what we've done. Look how much better we are than the other guy. If the U.S. economy adds 700,000 jobs in the latest report, that will be 200 million, or excuse me, 2 million new jobs. In the first 100 days of the new administration, the report read, Joe Biden would be the first president to reach 2 million jobs in that time period. Obviously, that number, many would argue, is easy to get to because you had a pandemic that put people out of work. And with us getting the pandemic a little bit more under control, then the numbers should, in fact, be skyrocketing. That's why they were prepping for two million jobs to be made in the first hundred days, because it was supposed to be that easy. You want to know how easy the White House thought it was going to be to promote this? The White House had already scheduled 
an 11.30 a.m. event for the president to deliver remarks on the jobs report before leaving Washington, D.C. for the weekend at his home in Delaware. He was going to celebrate the gigantic milestone by his administration. Biden and Vice President Harris were also scheduled for an economic briefing and a meeting with his jobs cabinet Friday afternoon to grandstand. Press Secretary Jen Psaki was scheduled to do a press briefing. And she decided, well, let's just make sure we really own this thing. So she was going to bring in the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, presumably to trumpet the great economic news. The only problem is it didn't happen. The jobs number report showed that unemployment actually went up, not down. Yeah, they went the opposite direction of what they were expecting. It didn't even say stagnant. It actually got worse. And the unemployment rate actually ticked up to 6.1%. Instead of 700,000 jobs being added, only 266,000 jobs were created in April. Here's the other kick in the pants. Previous job gains were also revised downward, which made things even worse. Now, the day before all this came out, and this is bad news for this country, I want to make that clear. This is bigger than Joe Biden. This is bigger than Kamala Harris. But on Thursday, Joe Biden boasted of his record in creating jobs with anticipation of those future gains. Quote, one of the things that I'm proud of is in the first 100 days that I became president, we have created more jobs in that period of time than any administration in history, he proudly said in an event in Louisiana the day before. White House Chief of Staff suggested Friday the jobs report only bolstered the notion that there was too much spending in the coronavirus release package after he retweeted analysis from others talking about this exact issue. This is why we were right to be skeptical about the number crunchers who said the relief bill was way too much spending. That is now how the White House Chief of Staff wanted to flip this thing. See, we did spend enough money. You're welcome. You should thank us because we spent so much money. Clearly, we needed to spend the money. That's what they're saying. That's how they're going to spend this. In fact, they're now saying we need to spend even more money. That's how they're going to spend this. That's right. The weak jobs report has now spurred fresh arguments over the big Fed spending, saying we need more of it. Joe Biden, right? You got a crisis now. You got the numbers that weren't even close to what they thought. You got the other numbers that were revised downward. You got unemployment that ticked up to 6.1%. And President Joe Biden is now insisting on a idea. We need to spend more money. That's right. He insists on an unexpected slowdown in companies hiring as they say clear proof that the U.S. needs the multi-trillion dollar federal boost he's pushing. Yeah, we need to spend more money to get us out of a stagnant job market. That's how they're spinning this. Now, let's talk about the reality of why all of what I just mentioned is actually happening. The reason why it's all happening is very simple. We have de-incentivized people to go to work. You can make more money 
I'll say it again. You can make more money. Many Americans can make more money now. Sitting at home and doing nothing but waiting on government aid than they make if they go to work. If you want to know why the job market became so stagnant, why the job market became so stagnant. You have millions of Americans throughout a party and their insanity that have said, stay home, we'll send you money. Stay home and we'll give you cash. Stay home and we'll take care of you. This is how you get people dependent on you. The government, this is how you implement socialism. This is how it's done. It's pretty easy. And there are people that are refusing to go to work. You cannot fi find people to work for you right now. It is embarrassing. You literally cannot find people to actually work for you right now. There are restaurants that are begging for people to come work for them. There are chain restaurants that are putting up signs on the front of their buildings and saying on those signs, we are sorry that your service is going to be subpar, but we can't find anybody to come to work because they're all sitting at home getting government money. If, you, if Joe Biden wants to fix this economy, then he needs to cut off the free money, which is what they call it, and it's not free. Okay? They need to cut off the cash. That's what they do need to do. They need to cut off the cash that is, that is incentivizing people to actually stay home. That is what needs to happen. This number is going to keep going up. It's going to keep going up until they de-incentivize people from being stupid. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you have a bunch of stupid people in Washington, D.C. right now, a bunch of incompetent idiots that don't understand the reason why people aren't going back to work is actually because of them. You are paying people more to sit at home than you actually do when they go to work. What did you think was going to happen? You want to know how to fix this problem? It's not by spending trillions of dollars, which is how the White House is now spending this. The White House is actually now saying, well, because we had a bad jobs report, this is proof, A, that the stimulus package was worth it, right? Imagine how bad it would have been if we didn't spend trillions of dollars. Now, let's not forget, in the coronavirus stimulus package, less than nine cents of every dollar went to anything to deal with COVID. So 91 cents of every dollar went to other crap. And now they're using bad job numbers to justify their spending spree. And now they're saying we need to spend trillions more. You want to know how you actually fix this problem? It's a very, very simple answer. You stop paying people to not work. Businesses across America are having a hard time finding work. Finding workers, I should say. Because people are being paid, you're competing with a wage from the United States government, which shouldn't be there. Brian Bremberg was on Fox Business this week. Brian is a guy that uh, was reacting. He's King College business professor reacting to Montana refusing extra federal jobless payments. That's right. Instead, Montana is offering $1,200 back-to-work bonuses to get people back to work so you'll stop being a drain on the system. Take a listen. Well, you you just got to stop paying them not to work. That's what Montana is finding. I mean, they've got 25,000 unemployed people. They've got 14,000 open jobs, Stuart. If you have open jobs, the question is, why aren't people taking them? And one of the reasons is because we're paying people extra not to work. And it's not just Montana. It's across the country. I mean, business after business, 40% of businesses, Stuart, say the hardest thing they're dealing with right now is finding people to take open jobs. In the restaurant industry, yeah. one in four restaurants are saying, my biggest problem is I can't recruit anyone to work. So stop paying people to not work. You can solve that problem really quickly. But the end result is higher wages. I'm not going to argue against that. Are you? No, I mean, this is businesses do have to bid up their wages to get workers, but they shouldn't be bidding against the federal government 
who's handing out expanded unemployment benefits. That's not fair. Businesses should have to compete against each other, not the government. The problem is we're in this situation right now where businesses feel like they're competing against the federal government, a federal government who talks about being pro-worker and pro-business, and yet it's directly competing with those businesses who need those workers, Stuart. This is not really even economics. It's just common sense. I, I love how he puts that, by the way. This isn't even economics. This is common sense, and he's right. It, the U.S. government should not be in competition with the private sector for who's going to pay you more when it comes to you sitting at home. He's like, this, this, is, this is very simple. Okay, this is not hard. This is extremely simple. That's, this is, it, that's all it is. Extremely simple. This is math. You pay somebody to stay home. What are they going to do? They're going to stay home. Right? You pay somebody to, 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 to not work and they make more money than if they went to work. They're not going to get up and go to that job. This is extremely simple. The math is simple. It makes sense. But part of this is the Democratic Party. I want to also make that very clear. Part of this is the Democratic Party plan. You need a certain number of people totally and utterly dependent on you. You need people that cannot survive without you. Why do you think the government's doing what they're doing right now? This is why. They're doing it this way on purpose. We give you money, you stay at home, we give you money, and you support us, right? You support what we tell you you have to do. You support us as we explain to you what you need to do. We'll tell you how to live your life. And if you listen to us while we tell you how to live your life, then we will give you more money. Vote for us and we'll give you more money. I, I, I've been saying this for a while now. This goes back to one simple issue. You remember the lady who became famous when Barack Obama was up for re-election? When she said, you know, Romney sucks bad. And the reason why is because Romney, remember Mitt Romney, was not going to give you a free cell phone. Remember that? Mitt Romney was not going to give you a cell phone. Yeah. Mitt Romney wouldn't give you free minutes. And she said, if I vote for Obama, he's going to do more. He's going to give me more. I'm going to get Obama phone and I'm going to get more. Why do you think he why do you think he said it that way? This is why. This is exactly why they said it this way. It's very it, it makes sense. Right? This is not this is not hard to figure out. And they realize, wow, the more stuff you give people, the more likely they're to vote for you. And then if they become dependent on you for their livelihood, for their check, they may never leave. And if you're just taking money from other hardworking Americans 
and you're making it this, while doing it, making the people that don't like you weaker in the process, then this is a brilliant political strategy. I would also argue it's un-American, but it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. But if you really want to stop this, if you really want to fix the labor shortage solution, it is to stop paying people to not work. That's how simple this actually is. There was an article back in 2020 by Reason Magazine, Reason.com. Congress is paying people. This is back in August, September issue 2020. Quote, or the headline, Congress is paying people a lot of money to not work. Though the unemployment insurance benefit boosts ease the, the immediate pain of shuttering much of the economy, it made it harder to get things moving again. This was back in August of last year. Perhaps the simplest and most important lesson in economics is this. Incentives matter. If you tax an activity, you make it more expensive and get less of it. If you subsidize an activity, you make it more lucrative and get more of it. It stands to reason then that if you respond to a pandemic by offering people more money to stay unemployed than their former employers can afford to pay them, you'll make it less likely that people return to those jobs, causing long-run disruptions of the labor force and worsening COVID-19's impact on the economy. This was written in August of 2020. Roughly speaking, that's what's happening with the CARES Act. $2.2 trillion relief package passed in March as part of the congressional response to coronavirus. Among those largest benefits was a four-month federal boost to unemployment insurance benefits, adding 600 a week on top of whatever amount state programs already paid out. In a typical state where unemployment benefits often pay around 300 a week, that meant furloughed and unemployed workers could collect 900 a week, more than $1,000 a week if you live in California. And they wonder why people aren't going back to work. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The U.S. hiring boom, quote, crashed into a wall in April, with employers adding just 266,000 jobs. That's not a good number. Sharply missing Wall Street's expectations amid a growing shortage of available workers. People assume that, right, with so many people desperate to hire people right now, that you would have a massive amount of job growth. That's why the Biden administration was planning on a big celebration of two million jobs created in the first hundred days in office by Joe Biden. We know this is the case. The Biden administration, of course, will never admit it now. And this all goes back to the fact that Americans are getting more money for not working than they would if they accepted a new job. There is currently no incentive to go back to work because the Biden administration refuses to fix the problem which they could fix. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had a comment on this today. Take a listen. We've been so generous with our plus-ups to unemployment insurance and the checks that we've been sending everybody that a great many Kentuckians and Americans look at the situation and find they're better off financially to stay home rather than go back to work. So we have inflationary issues, and we have difficulty in getting people to do the work to meet the new demand. He's right. Even the White House trying to change this, spin it the right way. Joe Biden saying, oh, well, we're still a way ahead of where I thought we were going to be. Uh, I want to put today's jobs report in perspective. And uh, look, we came to office. We knew we were facing a once in a century pandemic and a once-in-a-generation economic crisis. And we knew this wouldn't be a sprint, it'd be a marathon. Quite frankly, we're moving more rapidly than I thought we would. This morning, we learned that our economy created 266,000 jobs in April. It hadn't been adjusted again yet, but that's what it says, 266. And listening to commentators today, (laughs) as I was getting dressed, you might think that we should be disappointed. But when we passed the American Rescue Plan... By by the way, I love this. I love that he laughs. You guys were planning victory laps. Your team was waiting for the numbers to come out and for the numbers to be good. And you guys were going to do a massive press announcement, a massive amount of press saying, look how amazing things are. Look how great things are. That's what you guys were planning on doing. So don't act like we're the only ones that are disappointed here. You guys... Basically now like, oh, crap, what do we do? And you're trying to figure out how to spin it. That's the, that, that, that's the whole part here. And I love how you're like, well, when I was getting dressed, ha, 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 they were disappointed, ha, ha, ha. 
And listening to commentators today, <laughs> as I was getting dressed, you might think that we should be disappointed. But when we passed the American Rescue Plan, I want to remind everybody, it was designed to help us over the course of a year, not 60 days, a year. We never thought that after the first 50 or 60 days, everything would be fine. Today, there's more evidence that our economy is moving in the right direction. But it's clear we have a long way to go. All told, our economy has added more than 1,500,000 new jobs since I took office. That's the most number of jobs created in the first three months of any presidency in our history. Well, there you go. It's all better now, right? That fixes everything. We've created all these jobs. Now, have they actually created jobs? Or is it the fact that you had a bunch of people that lost their jobs due to COVID, were starting to get back to normal, and now it's going in the right direction? That is the question that everybody should be asking. You have a massive shortage of people, right? We have people begging for people to be employed, begging, saying, please come to work. Please, please come to work. Please, please come to work. And what are they doing? They're not showing up. But would you show up for work if you knew you could make more money staying at home? Look, I I own businesses and small businesses, just to be very clear. We have had people that have come in and quit. We've had people come and ask us to fire them. We've asked people to lay them off because like, hey, man, I got I got family members and friends that they're making more money sitting at home. Could you guys like lay me off? We're like, no, we're not going to lay you off. Well, I mean, could you like, you know, like give me a separation notice or something so we can just like kind of move on? No. We're not going to do that. We had people after the pandemic that we asked to come back. Right after the initial shutdowns of everything, when our businesses were forced to shut down because the government forced us to, we called them and said, we have your job back. And there were people that said, no, I'm going to take the free money, right? This money for not working. And I'll call you maybe down the road if I want to work again when the money runs out. They took their vacations. And the money kept rolling. And the money kept rolling and the money kept rolling and the money kept rolling. And then it got to a point where you're like, well, shoot, this may never end. This might be the best decision I've ever made. This might be the best thing I've ever done. This is this is starting to look pretty good. I'm kind of liking this right life. Life right now looks pretty awesome. And then when you get busted and this is all this is hitting the fan, as they say, now look at what's happening. Well, you know, we're actually ahead of schedule. You got to understand we're actually doing better than we thought we were going to be doing right now. You add all that up and they were talking about over a thousand hours for people making minimum wage that they were getting their hands on free money over a thousand. That means over four thousand a month for not going to work. Why would you why would you disappear, right? Why would you leave your job because the government's incentivizing you to do it. And don't think that they're just dumb. 
that's the point I want you to understand. Okay, don't don't let them off the hook. I I believe this is being done on purpose. I I, I really do. I believe that this is being done completely on purpose. You have people that become dependent on you. You have people that can't live their lives without you. Those people will vote for you. Those people will vote for you in the midterms. When the money stops running, right, when it stops running into your bank account, when it starts running out, then they'll blame the Republican Party because the Republican Party actually is the one that said, be an adult, go back to work. We're the people that want to keep sending you the money, right? We're the ones that wanted to keep sending you the cash. We're, we're, the, we're the ones that wanted to make you make sure you had more money in your, you know, and we're the ones that wanted to give you free money in your bank account. They wanted you to have to earn your paycheck. That is the difference between the have and the have nots right now. You have a Democratic Party that says, we want to take care of you, just vote for us. And you have a Republican Party that says, be an adult and go and go actually take care of yourself. There is a big difference. Okay, there is a huge difference in those scenarios. A huge difference in those two scenarios. All right, lastly, please make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Uh, As you know, we've been silenced by Facebook, and we need your help making this show grow. So please share this with your family and friends. Let other people know about this podcast. I'll see you back here tomorrow. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.